Welcome to Dream, Declare, Deliver with Chris Garrell and Candace Sogren. Join us each week as we explore how to live a life by design and turn inspiration into realization. Hello and welcome to Dream, Declare, Deliver. Um, I'm Chris Garrell. I'm here with Candace Sogren and we are co-authors of the book Typhoon Honey. Uh, the only way out is through. And in Dream, Declare, Deliver, what we talk about are the tools and techniques of living a life by design so that you can turn your dreams into realities and into a life that you really uh, rejoice in living. And so uh, today's session, we're going to be talking about the first part of that, dreaming um, and and what it is, what it means to dream, um, and you know all the aspects around that. So um, let's let's kick it off with a little bit of a discussion about um, what do we mean by dreaming. And I think I think Chris, it's it's so apropos that we are that we're talking about it. That we're at the beginning of twenty twenty three, and um, and you and I just got on this this call to talk about okay, what what are our New Year's resolutions, and and what do we want to create in twenty twenty three, and how is this year going to be bigger, better, better than than uh, than last year? And so I think what a good time for us to be talking about dreaming. And as I was talking about this with my family this week, you know, several people just forgot. They forgot how to dream. They don't, they don't know. And, and you and I have this conversation a lot with our, our customers, our clients and our, yeah. our students about, okay, what is, what are your dreams, hopes and ambitions? And how many times do people tell you, I don't know? I don't know. You know, and, and the funny thing is, is that, that we all, when we were kids, we always dreamed. We dream big dreams. We, you know, it's like someday I'm going to be president. Someday I'm going to be an astronaut. Someday, you know, we lived in this someday fantasy world of, of, of possibilities that, you know, to a kid, the world is an oyster and, and everything is possible. Um, you seem limitless, but, you know, one by one, we get those things shut down. Um, whether it's, it's family or society or, or whatever, you know, I was told, I was told, oh, be realistic, Chris, you know, be realistic. That's not realistic. You know, I grew up in, in coal country, in coal mining area. And, and, you know, people had two jobs. They were either loggers or coal miners. And, you know, you can go to college, but you come back home and, you know, so be realistic and, and, um, you know, you, you're not going to be that or whatever. So I gradually got that, you know, like most of us got that tamped down. Um, and, you know, some of us have really lost that sparkle to dream. It's, it's so interesting that you talk about that. I'm, I'm just remembering back to my own childhood. I was convinced that I was going to be an Olympic ice skater. Now, I never got on ice skates, but I, I would wear my rollerblades out in the driveway and spin in circles. And I was Christy Yamaguchi. I just remember it so vividly. Um, and I wrote a, a letter to the president of the United States when I was in the fifth grade telling him that I was going to be president and sending him a poem about Somalia at the time. Um, and when I got a letter back from the White House, I was like, see, see, this is proof that I'm going to be president. Um, uh, and and so so I, I remember that. And even up until probably college, I can remember people would say, you know, what are you going to be someday? And I'd say, I don't know what I'm going to I don't know what my it is. I just know it's going to be big. I remember just remember saying that all the time. I just know it's 
big. And uh, I, I was mentioning to you previously that um, I, there, there's an ASVAB test that we took in high school that like, you know, that would tell you what your what your career was going to be based on how you answered questions. And I was convinced at the time that I was going to be president of the United States of America. And, um, and I took this ASVAB test and it came back and said I was going to be a janitor like a custodian. And, uh, and my teacher said, well, we really need to, we need to, you know, tamp down your, your, your goals here because of this ASVAB test. And I just thought, what a shame that is that you have this kid who is a good student making good grades. And now because of one test, you, you're going to limit the possibilities for them. Yeah. I I was told I was lazy and I wasn't going to amount to anything. And, and so why, you know, why bother dreaming, um, about those big things when, you know, this is, this is who you are, you know. So whether it was a test that told you that, or in my case, a guidance counselor who told me that, um, or, or whatever, um, you know, we've all had our, our dreams dampened by what I call considerations. We call considerations. You know, you have to take this into consideration. You know, oh, I'd love to do that. I'd love to travel the world, but I don't have enough money, you know, or. And and it's interesting, too, because considerations come up almost as me- as immediately as you dream. So if you think about it, OK, this year I'm going to lose 20 pounds. The second you say it out loud, someone will respond or something will respond telling you that's not possible. Mm-hmm. Or this is the year I'm going to finally take that trip to Australia. And as soon as you t- say it, I literally said that to my husband last month. I said, this, the 2023 is the year I'm going to take a trip to Australia with my sister. My sister just survived cancer. And she said, we're going. And I said, okay, we're going. Yeah, I told my husband and he was like, Candace, I don't, I don't think that that's wise. I, you know, I mean, we've got a toddler at home. We've got a puppy, you know, you've just started your new job yeah, and just right. told me all the reasons that I couldn't go to Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, so, you know, when we talk about considerations, it's, it's like a smack in the face. Yes. As soon as you as you dream about something, you'll feel it. And you have a choice in that moment to take the smack in the face and, and lay back down on the ground or to power through, which is what our book is about the only way out. Well, of- and the other thing that we say in, in the book is, you know, I, I play with I play with the laws of physics. You know, one of the laws of physics is for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the same thing that's happening when you when you dream and you speak your dream into into the world and in, into your relationship or wherever you say, this is what I'm going to do. You know, there is an equal and opposite reaction. Oh, you can't do that. Those are the considerations and they show up to you as that equal and opposite reaction that slaps you in the face. How powerful it is to be able to stand with your vision and say, Oh, that's the equal and opposite reaction. I anticipate that I, you know, that's just, you know, just further confirmation that I've made a powerful statement that the world would show up that powerfully against me and, and say, I can't do that. Um, and, and so we get to look at our considerations as not as obstacles, but as the naturally occurring things that we have to take into consideration and handle. Yes. Yeah. You have a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and, and, you have like, a toddler. and I also, you know, it's interesting because I'll just give this example because it just happened on the Australia thing. I've been wanting to go to Australia forever. 
Mm. And I've never gone. In fact, on my honeymoon, um, we were supposed to go to Australia and I booked tickets for the wrong day and we missed our flight. Uh, <laughs> and, like I, we didn't get to go to Australia, but we were already like in Bali. We were so close and we didn't get to go. Right. So mm-hmm. I've just missed it every time. And, um, and I, I, when I said it to my husband, he said, you know, you just got this new job and I really don't think that it's, it's wise for, for you to go. Mm-hmm. You know what I did? I went and talked to my CEO of my new job and I said, Hey, I'm going to Australia. And he said, Hey, you are the global head of sales. Let's set up meetings while you're there and you can make it a work trip. So yeah, there, and the, hey, reason, vacation. <laughs> the reason I say that is that, that I could have let that consideration, that conversation, that feedback, that smack in the face, I could have said, you know what? I'm not going to go just again. Australia is not in the books for me, but instead I, I, I stayed with it. I stayed mm-hmm. with that dream mm-hmm. and I, I said, okay. And one of the things you and I could talk about Chris often a lot is what are the possibilities? Mm-hmm. So yes, that's one consideration, mm-hmm. but there's others. And in fact, oftentimes we talk to, to our the people we coach with and we say, you know, at this moment, you are now senior to your circumstances. Mm-hmm. And when we say that we're essentially saying, yes, you're going to get considerations, but you're above that now you can see through the consideration yeah. into other possibilities. Yeah. When, when we say, I, I love that phrase, senior to considerations. What, what we mean is that when you dream, when you actually see it and, and, and make it come to life, and we'll do a little bit with that later on in this talk, but when, when you create that, that vision that you're dreaming for, it takes, you know, there's still going to be circumstances around that. But the way I always characterize it is, I'm going to say two sentences, both of them have exactly the same words in it. You know, I'd like to go for a walk, but it's raining. It's raining, but I'd like to go for a walk. One of those two people will go for a walk. It's the second one, right? Um, because the consideration still is there, but the, the desire to go for the walk is what's senior. It takes, it takes precedent over, uh, the thing that, that seems to be in the way. The other person is going to let the rain be in the way, you know, so uh, and that's a really simple version. But you can you can amp that up to life circumstances or going to Australia or or anything like that. You know, so one of the questions we wanted to ask you to ponder is when did you stop dreaming? And what are the considerations that stopped you from dreaming? What were you told, you know, and, and get them down on paper. You know, try try writing them down and and then challenge those things. And and the, the the best way to do this is to take yourself back to the last big dream you can remember. Mm. So you know, I talked about wanting to be president of the United States. So so that's one, right? I actually announced it. I I had a press conference and and, and <laughs> uh, I it was oh gosh twenty twelve or something. I had a press conference and I said I'm going to be governor of Kentucky in twenty twenty seven. Um, it's now twenty twenty three. So uh, so but some considerations have have since gotten in the way, but the purpose um was to make a, a declaration, and we'll talk about that in another show. So when was the last time you declared something that you were going to be something that you were going to do something, and then what got in the way? What got in the way of that? Um, and that's the best way to determine, okay, what's a, what's an actual dream and what's a consideration? Yeah, so it'd be a good exercise just to, you know, draw a big line down the center of a piece of paper and on the on the one side, write down some of those dreams that you had and maybe forgot about. And and what will happen is when you start writing one or two or three, it'll trigger those other ones and you'll start remembering, oh, yeah, I used to dream about doing this. I used to dream about, you know, swimming the English Channel or, 
or, or some some things like that. You know, like what were your dreams? So start a dream list and opposite each one of them, write down what are the considerations that stopped you from having that dream or stopped you from realizing that dream. What you're going to see is some themes emerging there that you always seem to have those same considerations, you know, and they're always going to be there chattering away in the back of your head saying, you can't do that, Chris. That's not realistic. That's the one thing that, you know, that, that was hammered into me. It's not realistic for me. Go ahead. Mine was was, you're being materialistic. So if Uh, I said, if I said, I want to one day own a bed and breakfast, you're being materialistic. I came from a, a very humble household and um, my mom worked very hard and, um, and, you know, we, we like kind of pulled ourselves up by our bootstraps. And anytime I thought of anything that was big that could have glitter or lights, it was always, that's being too materialistic. Yeah. So it's very similar to my, you're being unrealistic, you know, and you, you have to be, my dad was a pragmatist and, you know, like we would never buy anything that we hadn't saved for. You know, so you never, we didn't have credit cards then. We didn't, you know, what you had to do was, you know, save and save and save and save, and then you could buy something, you know. And so um, I never learned money management or anything like that because that's the only only thing I ever knew is because we also grew up in in kind of humble, that's a nice way of saying it, (laughs) environment. But, um, but, but that realistic thing, you know, was the, was the recording that's, you know, deeply embedded in, in my subconscious that, um, I started saying, well, what is reality? You know, my reality is at this point in time, I can go there, 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 you know, any of a hundred different directions. And depending on which way I stepped, that would be the reality that would be manifest. So, Who's to say what's real or more real or less real than any of the other possibilities that exist out there? So I live in not a fantasy world, but a world of multiple realities, depending on what I choose to do right now. And so if you're listening right now and you think, okay, Candace and and Chris, I I just put my piece of paper down and I'm drawing a blank. Mm. (laughs) Like I can't remember (laughs) the last time I dreamed because this happens a lot. I'm going to, I'm going to give you a question. So write this question down. It is January the 2nd, 2024. And now you're in the future. So it's January 2nd, 2024. What does life look like exactly one year from today, assuming that everything is possible? And this is an opportunity for you to talk about your health, your relationships, your career, your living situation, your family, travel, all of it. So, so what does life look like? Yeah. And, and what you'll probably notice and what a lot of our students will do is, is they'll, they'll then, they'll just start telling me all the considerations. They won't mm-hmm. tell me a single dream, but they'll tell me all the reasons that the dream can't happen one year from today. So that's an opportunity for you to, to, yeah. to check yourself. So when, when we do that exercise, one of the things I always ask people to do is to make it a five senses picture. So, and by five senses is what are the smells that you're going to smell? 
You know, if you dream of getting that promotion, you know, and that's that's your dream for this year. What does that leather chair smell like? You know, what does that office smell like? What does your new car smell like? What you know, that smell. um, It's a very powerful sense. What do you see when you look out your office window? What do you see when you look out the window of your, you know, beach house or whatever it is that you're dreaming about? What do you see, feel? What are the relationships you have? You know, what the, What are the smells and, and sounds that you hear? Um, make it five senses. Make it come alive as if it's real. You know, the more of your senses that you plug into that picture, the more real it becomes, you know, in, in terms of, oh, get realistic, Chris. <laughs> And and this actually leads into something that we talk about in the book, and this is an exercise. So this is going to be a a, a show chock full of exercises. Uh, but there, there's a there's an exercise that that I like to do. So uh, there's a there's a book called The Dream Manager by Matthew Kelly, and um, essentially it talks about how there are managers in different companies who are actually investing themselves into their employees' dreams, hopes, and ambitions. And there's a process by which um, Matthew Matthew talks you through uh, dream management. And it's actually, you start off by creating a dream list. And like Chris said, it's, it, you, you know, you, you categorize your life in whatever categories matter to you. So you think about spirituality, finance, uh, your, your physical health, um, your, you can talk about your sex life. You can talk about your, your relationships, money, whatever, whatever matters to you. And so, so if you think about it in, a, in like an Excel spreadsheet, you put your categories down the left hand side. And then across the top, you write six years five years or six months, five years in the rest of your life. And then you just start dropping in dreams in each of those buckets. What's your six month bucket for spirituality? What's your five year bucket for family? What's your lifetime bucket for travel? And um, and this is an opportunity for you to fill in as many as you can think of. At some point, you're going to get tired and you're going to you're going to say, I'm done. I, I'm, I'm tapped out. The next step is to go and talk to five people who you care about the most and ask them to fill in dreams you missed, things you talked about in your childhood, things that you talked about five years ago, and they fill in the dreams. And then once they've heard you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. That's so true. Yeah. I can tell you, my husband is building a canoe in our garage. That canoe has not been touched in a year, but he is building a canoe. So if he came to me with a dream list, I'd say, build the canoe. <laughs> I would put that on his dream list. <laughs> or play, right. the, play the violin because he's still got it in his office, although he hasn't touched it since we had our son. So don't fill in dreams you missed. The final step is to write somebody's name down next to every one of those dreams and to share your dream with that person. And, um, I, and, and, and that, and then, and then that's it. And then, and then just let it happen. And, um, one of my girlfriends, Krista, she, she introduced me to this concept and she, she, she had a dream list and she said, Candace, you're going to introduce me to Barack Obama. And I was like, I don't even know who Barack Obama is. This was way back in like, you know, before when he was just a senator. And uh, and she said, you're the only person I know who's in politics. You're going to introduce me. And uh, and so I went to the mayor of my small town. And I said, is Barack Obama coming to town? And he said, actually, he is. And I need a young white female to introduce him. Would you introduce him on stage with me? So I got to go backstage and meet Barack Obama. I got to bring Krista with me. She got her photo taken with him. And then I got to introduce him on stage. Um, And that is the beauty of having a dream and sharing it with someone. So, yeah. yeah. 
I'll stop talking with. <laughs> no, that, those are such those great, you know, great things, you know, and, and, and my mind just spins out of control on all the different things that are tangent to, to that process. You know, um, I, I don't know if you ever heard of the, the six degrees of separation, Kevin Bacon mm-hmm. exercise and things like that. But, you know, um, when in 19, in the mid nineties or so, um, I was a consultant um, at a company, and um, I had an opportunity to go to South Africa to consult with the Republic of South a- Africa on mainstreaming blacks into the into leadership, uh, yeah. because apartheid had had excluded them all because most of their languages are not written, so they were considered illiterate and couldn't be management. So we had developed this whole system of behavioral assessments and stuff. So I decided, you know, like I'm going to South Africa. I want to meet Nelson Mandela. So I knew nobody who knew anybody who would, you know, be able to introduce me to that. And so I just put it out there. I started saying, you know, I, I want to meet Nelson Mandela. Do, do you know anybody who knows anybody in South Africa? Well, this person led to another person and it literally in three levels out of my, my list of contacts, I had a person who could introduce me to, to arrange an introduction to Nelson Mandela. He was very sick when I was there and he was not taking visitors at all. So I didn't get to meet him, but I had an introduction <laughs> to him. So when you put it out there like that, those things, you know, it's not that they materialize. It's that, that, you know, once you make it known, people start saying, oh, you ought to talk to this person. They sound like you, you know, and they start introducing you to different people. And it wouldn't have been possible if you didn't first announce your dream, you know, say what it is that you're you're, you're looking to do. And it's interesting. One of the things that the book had, had mentioned is that um, fewer than 1% of the human population will ever write down their goals, their dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, fewer than one percent of those will ever share them with another person, but of those that do, ninety-eight percent will actually accomplish them. Yeah. And uh, and so there's so much power to the practice of writing it down and right. sharing it with someone else. Yeah. There's a, a famous Harvard study where you know um, people were followed longitudinally from from a certain class um, in the 50s, and um, of the people uh, who were graduating from Harvard University, esteemed, prestigious graduates, and everything, um, they asked how many of you have written down your goals, and, um, and only a small percentage had written down their goals. Um, how many of you had connect, uh, you know had uh, spoken their goals, um, and and they just track those people through life. And 30 years later, the combined income of the entire graduating class was equal to one person's income of the people who had written their goals and spoken their goals out. So if you wrote your goals and spoke your goals, you know, their, their careers just accelerated, you know, exponentially those who hadn't they, you know they had great jobs and everything but their whole combined class income didn't equal the few people who had declared their goals and and dreamed big when they were when they were an undergraduate um, so it's it's amazing. huge i mean it's it's a very famous study so you can look it up but um it's it's an amazing uh, amazing statistic and and so so Chris, as as our as our listeners are, are listening to this uh, to this episode, um, what are the keys to to dreaming? Like, what are the things that you would say if you if you remember nothing else from this conversation, mm-hmm. take this away? 
I think the first key for me is to recognize that um, that my brain wants to protect me. And so it's a natural thing to think of those considerations. And so I just sort of say, okay, we'll get to that later. I, I actually thank my brain and say, all right, thank you for doing your job. But right now, give me permission to do this. So I give myself permission to dream, you know, and say, if anything were possible, if anything were possible, if there weren't any considerations, what would I want to be doing in 2023 in December or January 2024? What, you know, what is it that's possible for me and give myself permission without the considerations? I know my brain's going to do that, you know, but I, I kind of thank it and, and say, let's, we'll get to that later, but let me dream first. So separate those two things from each other and allow yourself to dream. What do you do? So I, um, I, I, if, if you let me indulge, I have an idea. Um, so, so, and you've done this with me before. Mm-hmm. I, um, I do what I call the perfect day meditation, and the perfect day meditation mm-hmm. for me okay. allows me to just stop it for a little while, stop the the wheels from turning, stop my brain from telling me all the reasons I can't do something, and it just lets me to breathe and get creative. Um, and let's, let's do that. Okay. Okay. So, And it only takes a few minutes. So, yeah. so we'll, we'll do it before we close. And so I'm going to do it with you, Chris, you'll be my, my, my student okay. or my client in this moment. <laughs> um, and I'm going to share some music. So just give me one moment and, um, we will get started. Oh, by the way, you have to know that, you know, like when Candace pops a question on me, like, well, what do you do? Uh, we haven't rehearsed that. And I, you know, we, we, we get to be spontaneous with this. Um, so when she just asked me to be her guinea pig in this process, I don't know what we're going to do, but, you know, I've done the process before, but, you know, I don't know what's going to come up this time. So, um, so hang with us and allow us to be real. Okay. All right. So take a deep breath in and a deep breath out, close your eyes. With your next deep breath in, feel your feet on the ground, feel yourself steady, stable, secure. And as you breathe out, feel yourself getting heavy. With your next breath in, allow yourself to get heavier and heavier. Fall deeper and deeper into your sleep. Feel your feet grounded. Feel yourself safe. And now I invite you to imagine. Imagine that you are just waking up. You stretch out and you think, oh my goodness. This place is so comfortable. This bed is so comfortable. It's maybe the perfect bed. You stretch, you feel a breeze against your cheek. You slowly open your eyes and you see out a window, perhaps in a mirror, you see the most amazing surroundings. What do you hear coming in that window? The breeze, the birds children's laughter. And as you breathe in, you smile. What a beautiful way to wake up. And then you roll over to your perfect, 
person. Who is that person next to you? Is it a lover, a child, an animal, or your reflection? Just smile at that perfect person and give them a hug. You decide to get up and get out of bed. You get out of bed and you play your favorite music. You begin dancing in your perfect place. You can smell the smells of your favorite breakfast. Maybe you're cooking it. Maybe it's being cooked for you. Allow yourself to savor every bite. As you look out at these amazing surroundings, what do you see? Ocean waves, tall grass, the woods, mountains. And then you decide you're going to get up and go out into the world. So you go out with your perfect person or people. You decide you're going to go out and explore. You get outside and you start walking, riding, driving until you get to the most amazing place. And when you arrive, you see people in the distance, but you don't know who they are. And so you begin to walk towards them. You see all of your favorite people all in one place. They're all hugging you and high-fiving you and jumping to see you. You spend this day doing your favorite things with them. Maybe you're outside, maybe you're inside. Maybe it's a party, but it's definitely a celebration. You spend the most amazing time with your people until the sun goes down and you decide to head back to your perfect place. And as you do, and it gets dark outside, you walk in the door and climb back into bed. You close your eyes, knowing that you've had your perfect day. Deep breath in, deep breath out, and open your eyes. And so, Chris, what did you just experience? Warmth, uh, first of all, um, living here in New England on on a cold winter day. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I woke up uh, in a, in a beach house, and um, the sounds I heard were the waves crashing. And so I went for a walk along the, the shore. There was a little boardwalk kind of thing, and um, and I, you know, kind of a, a gazebo type thing off in the distance. And so I you know, saw the people down there, and. Um, and it just what I I don't even remember why the party was happening. It was just a party, but we just had a grand time, and I just felt warm and embraced. You know, like I was among real friends, among real people. You know, people who didn't have the pretense of jobs or roles or anything like that. It was just like happy to be another person, you know, kind of group of people like that, um, just in that space of of no roles and pretenses and and it just was so warm and welcoming I didn't want to leave you know <laughs> and that's the key so so what you just shared chris and 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 whatever whatever just came up for you as you were in this meditation is a, a feeling what's the feeling that you had 
And that's where you get to go today is what can I create in my life today to give that feeling? And what can I create with my loved ones and and in my current space? And that's what I do. And so um, I'm so excited to be talking about dreaming. Oh, gosh, what perfect timing for this. And um, so, so if you were listening today, identify those considerations because they'll come up first. Allow yourself to put them to the side. Write your dreams down, share them with someone and, and, and allow yourself to, to build some, some evidence that it's possible. And we will talk more on future acceleration. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I, I want to not apologize, but um, acknowledge the fact that our sound was a little wonky today and uh, the music hot cut in and out. But, you know, we're not here to pretend to be perfect. Um, we're actually just us. And um, we love what we do. And we love sharing this information with you. We love sharing our tools and techniques that we wrote about and and live and practice on a daily basis. So, um, you know, we're perfectly human. I have a friend of mine who who has a podcast called A Wonderful Chaos, and, and it just it's chaotic sometimes. And so, welcome to our chaos and and our imperfection. But I I, I wish you the best and dream on. Mm-hmm.